With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to American Medicine Today, presented by the Bonatti Spine Institute, featuring internationally acclaimed inventor of the Bonatti Spine Procedures, Alfred Bonatti, MD. Here are your hosts, Kimberly Bermel Bonatti and co-host Ethan Euchre and Jeff Wagstaff. Thank you so much for tuning in to American Medicine Today. I am Kimberly Bonatti, joined by Ethan Euchre. Happy to be here. Absolutely. And our pleasure to have Jeff Wagstaff with us. Hey, Kimberly. Thanks for having me. Yes. And world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Alfred Bonatti, thank you for sharing your time. Thank you. So... Our next guest has created a protocol to rebuild himself from devastating effects that chemo had on his body after battling non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. His name is Dr. Robert Zembrowski, a functional medicine specialist and author of the new book, Rebuild. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Z. Thank you for having me. Now, Dr. Z, uh, tell us a little bit about your own battle with cancer. What was the diagnosis and how did you beat it? So the, <clears throat> the diagnosis was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And just to, to answer that directly, I beat it with my own persistence with the help of uh, medical care. My oncologists were, were pretty fantastic. Um, so a couple years before my diagnosis, um, my world seemed to have been broken up from some major personal stressors. And uh, at the busiest time of my career, I discovered that an employer was stealing from me and um, Kind of my world fell apart then. And then two years later, after the smoke cleared, I started to develop typical symptoms of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is weight loss, sweating, and so forth. So I went to a radiologist who was a friend, and uh, 15 minutes later, we're staring at a chest x-ray that revealed a five-inch tumor in my chest. Wow. And the five-inch tumor, after uh, pathology reports and biopsies, said it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I went through seven months of chemotherapy or a after a uh, seven months of chemotherapy, four weeks of radiation, and then major surgery to remove the mass. Ironically, my medical team didn't provide me with much information on how to prevent a recurrence and what to do afterwards, so I took it upon myself to dive into the research and create a plan to rebuild myself. So in combinations with my own personal persistence and the, the um, technology of medicine, that's what saved me. Wow. And so after you overcame the cancer, you wanted to share the strategies that helped you beat cancer with everyone else. Why don't you tell us about it? You know, <clears throat> when I was going through cancer care, or what I call crisis care, to put out the immediate threat, mm -hmm. I dove into the research after I pushed the limits of crisis care, which actually saved my life. I wanted to rebuild my body and restore myself back to excellence. Mm -hmm. So I looked for other professionals. I read through a slew of books. I was deep into the research. And to find anything that could help me uh, and, and what I needed to do to rebuild myself. And I really couldn't find anything. Nothing was really available. I mean, there were little bits and pieces, mm -hmm. but nothing that was really comprehensive or a state-of-the-art plan or program that showed me what to do to rebuild the systems that failed that created the disease. 
So, so I dove into the research, or the best research I can find to create a personal plan, a protocol, okay. that actually allowed me to rebuild myself to a level of health that I actually was, that exceeded how I was before. Okay. Now, and, w was this just nutrition-based? Everybody asks me the question of nutrition and, and cancer rehabilitation, but it was a combination of things. Mm -hmm. I would say that the majority of recovery and rebuilding from this was nutrition. It was. Okay. And a lot of people, I think, really um, undermine the importance of nutrients. Mm -hmm. I mean, just as chemotherapy is pretty powerful and toxic, nutrients from plant-based foods and different sources that we ingest are also uh, just as powerful. Right. So there are different herbs that I took, different enzymes, anti-inflammatories, all that to bring my blood health back to normal, to get my muscle weight, my appetite back up. And yes, to answer your question, nutrition really is the key to all of this. I, I do want to jump in. I know Jeff has a question for you, but when it comes to certain uh, nutritional things that you were taking, were you trying to go um, uh, to stay away from more acidic foods? No, were you it trying to take in more alkaline foods? You know, I, again, there's this, I don't know how much research really does say that. Mm -hmm. Acidic foods, non-acidic foods, pH play a role because when you eat any food, it has to become basic or non-acidic in the system. So right. even if you eat something that without being eaten or ingested is acidic, like tomatoes will say, or grapefruit, mm -hmm. it really isn't acidic once it's in the body. Okay. And so I didn't focus on acid foods or not, just nutrient-dense foods. And I wasn't overly focused on calories either right. rather than nutrient-dense foods. And what did the prevailing research and current research say about those nutrients, like green tea and EGCG and curcumin and enzymes and vitamin D, which is really kind of underlooked in the cancer world, mm -hmm. uh, or, or overlooked, I should say, in the cancer world as something that's pretty powerful, not just a vitamin. Right. Dr. Z, question. Um, how much was exercise and physical activity part of your rebuilding of yourself after this you know a great question too it, it was it was paramount in rebuilding and again as I consider myself to be in decent shape people will say well I can't get to that level I can't get to that and you don't ever have to get to a level that I took it but I came I became my own experiment and what I did was say what is the best research to recover from a disease or rebuild from a disease like cancer and again the clinic the Collective research, if you will, kept coming back to high-intensity interval training, weight training, where there's a lot of effort in short periods of time. And so to answer your question, it really became the second most important thing that I was doing, yes, to, to get myself back in shape, but also to regulate genetic function so I wouldn't get diseased again. Excellent. Now, Dr. Z, we have less than a minute left. Any parting words, uh, any reasons, any lessons from Rebuild for people that might uh, be interested in buying the book? You know, Rebuild, based on my personal experience, is really the only program that allows the reader to create a personalized plan based on their unique needs. And again, I, I tell people that it really is a must-read if you're looking to reverse chronic health issues, restore your body's wellness after disease, prevent disease or recurrence, and to certainly lose toxic fat and get lean, or just simply raise the bar on your health. Sounds good. Thank you so much. And where can people buy your book? 
people can buy my book right on my website, drzimbrowski.com, and it's certainly on Amazon uh, through HarperCollins, through um, iBooks, and the different online, online retailers. Perfect. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Dr. Robert Zimbrowski, functional medicine specialist and author of the new book, Rebuild. Thank you for sharing your story. Thanks, Doc. Thank you for your time. Have Take a good care. one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Make sure you stay tuned. You're listening to American Medicine Today, presented by the Bonatti Spine Institute, featuring internationally acclaimed inventor of the Bonatti Spine Procedures, Alfred Bonatti, MD. Once again, your host, Kimberly Bermel Bonatti, and co-host Ethan Euchre and Jeff Wagstaff. We are so thankful that you continue to watch and listen to American Medicine Today. I'm Kimberly Bonatti, joined by Ethan Euchre. Glad to be here. Jeff Wagstaff. Eternally thankful for you listening. Oh. And world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Alfred Bonatti. Oh, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, on a serious note, you know, so many people have visited those, what we like to call lesser spine institutes where they're being conned into hardware fusion surgeries you don't need those things unless there is some uh, extreme accident but those are far and few between don't be conned into getting things that are going to mangle and tangle in one's nerves and fail over 85% of the time, there is another option. But it's one thing for me to talk about it. It's another one you hear from the patient themselves. It's today's Back to Life segment, a story of recovery. We will talk to a patient of the Bonatti Spine Institute who went from living a life restricted by pain and discomfort through their journey of finding the Bonatti Spine Institute and now living pain-free. It is my pleasure to introduce to the program Larry Bullock from Pensacola, Florida. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, Larry, how did you come to hurt your back? Were you involved in some sort of accident? Well, I, I worked for UPS for 39 years, and um, I had hurt it. Uh, back when I first started, when I was about 20 years old, working in the warehouse, mm-hmm. and I had the sciatica, the pain down the leg and all that. Well, I yeah. I worked my way out of that, I guess, by going to a, a lot of physical therapy. And then just, just working there, you're constantly moving and mm-hmm. lifting and, and exercising and stretching. We, we, we stretch before work and all that. Okay. And I pretty much lived with the pain most of my career, and in the last couple of years, in about 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. I um, slipped coming back. It was raining, and I slipped coming back to the truck on mm-hmm. uh, just a slick place right there, and I went up under the truck. I fell flat on my back. Oh, my goodness. Um, went up under the truck, uh, tore the shins, my shin up. I tore the meniscus in my left oh. knee, yeah. and... When I got up in the truck, um, I all the pain was in my legs and all that, and I was hurting, and I didn't realize till later on that my back was hurting, um, right. which I always had back pain anyway, but this mm-hmm. was a different kind of pain that I had not had before. Okay. And so, of course, I called, and they came and got me. And um, um, to make a long story short, I ended up having knee surgery. Then later on... Um, uh, I had meniscus surgery, and then later on I had a knee replacement. And then after that, I started working on trying to fix my back. Okay. And I went uh, to the company doctor who was a world-renowned mm-hmm. neurosurgeon in our area. Mm-hmm. 
and he said I needed a four-level fusion. Oh. So I um, started looking around, and he told me there was no one around here. He didn't do four-level fusions. He said, I do. I just like to do one small incision and work on one vertebrae at a time. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he did not recommend anybody in our area. Mm-hmm. He told me about a couple of doctors that were real good, in the, one in the Tampa area, mm-hmm. one in the Melbourne area. Okay. And in my process of looking them up, I came across Bonatti Spine Institute on the Internet. Okay. So I started checking them out, uh-huh. and they um, – were you know I looked at all the patient testimonials mm-hmm. and um, I had an attorney for my workers comp claim mm-hmm. and I had him check with some attorneys in that area down there and he right. told me that that they send uh, they came highly recommended they send a lot of their accident victim mm-hmm. victims to Bonatti and they also send a lot of the workers comp claim victims there well I okay. Uh, I went ahead and settled with the UPS and settled with Workers' Comp, mm-hmm. and um, I um, had all this stuff done afterwards, so it was on my own private insurance. But right. anyway, I came down uh, last year and had all the pre-op work done, talked to Dr. Liz, and he told me what he would do. Right. And when I got back, my insurance uh would, would not approve it at the time mm-hmm. so I stayed on them for almost a year and mm-hmm. a month and a half two months ago they finally approved it and I came down Dr. Liz looked at me again uh, did all the pre-op stuff again mm-hmm. uh, came back home and then came back down two weeks later with my wife and we we had the procedure done Okay. You know, it. you are so lucky you didn't undergo a four-level fusion because the statistics of fusion just in one spot has a failure rate of 60 to 65%. And if you do two or a three-level fusion, the failure rate skyrockets to 85%. And then out of that smidgen that were claimed successful, within two years, those fail. So you were very fortunate you didn't go through well, I, such an invasive I, um, procedure. I knew that. My father-in-law had had one, and mm-hmm. he stayed bent over, humped over, got mm-hmm. progressively worse and worse until he died. He died um, four or five months ago, wow. and he was in terrible pain. Oh, and I'm was, so sorry. You know, of course, had morphine and all the, yes. you know, the, the strongest pain mm-hmm. medicine you can have, and he was always miserable. I could just tell he was miserable. I had mm-hmm. a couple of friends. One of them's wife had had it done uh, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and she was very athletic, um, you know, did aerobics and everything, and mm-hmm. now she can't really do anything. Wow, She's yes. very miserable, and in fact, she has, um, I have recommended that, she, wow. that they come down there and try to see mm-hmm. if she can get some relief. Yeah. Um, Fusions. You know, like I said, and I did a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the Facebook Lives. <laughs> <laughs> and I said the same thing. The only person I know that's had a fusion mm-hmm. that's ever felt that seems to be okay is Tiger Woods, and he's in better shape than most of us yeah. are. So yeah. he act, he actually had to have two fusions, and he's still not uh, quite back to normal. So and no, I mean, and you mm-hmm. saw, you know, he had to take a lot of pain medicine, and it got mm-hmm. him in trouble because well, of that. And that's something I refuse not to do is is to take pain medicine correct. all day every day. I, yes. I took anti-inflammatories mm-hmm. most of my career sure at ups i've taken almost all of them mm-hmm. and of course they've done a little bit of damage to my according to my um 
regular doctor. He said, oh, I'm sure. I've got a little bit of damage to my kidneys and mm-hmm. liver because of the taking the Larry, 100%. I don't mean to speed you up. Unfortunately, we're going to be um, limited to time here. But you're 100% right. When people come to us, they are hooked on painkillers, and painkillers mask the pain. So the pain compounds itself and creates other issues. So never a good thing to keep popping pills when you're in a tremendous amount of pain. You need to eradicate the pain. Which brings me to my next question. When did you start to feel pain relief? When was it for you? Some feel it on the operating table in the operating room. Some feel it in recovery. I, what was it I like got for you? Up and um, I was—I I remember getting up afterwards. Uh, you know, they said they would be talking to me, mm-hmm. possibly during the procedure. Right, with the conscious I IV sedation. I don't really remember any of that. <laughs> I do—I do remember. It seems like I remember the anesthesiologist talking to me, mm-hmm. but I think he was waking me up. Mm-hmm. And then. I remember hearing myself snoring. I, do <laughs> I don't remember anybody. You know, I don't remember anybody saying, "Is this hurt? Does it, that hurt?" Or does, right. I didn't, it, I didn't hear any of that. The and, the conscious IV sedation affects everyone differently. So some remember kind of like in a dream type state, but we always wake the patients up um, once the instrumentation is set and they are interactive through the surgery. But when did you notice a relief of the agonizing pain? When did oh, you notice immediately that? Immediately, I um, I woke up and uh, you know went in the recovery room mm-hmm. and then uh, they walked me out to my vehicle. My wife was waiting outside mm-hmm. with the vehicle. We went to eat uh, a lunch, of course, because you know, I haven't had anything for a while. And so I walked when I got back to the room before mm-hmm. I ate. Right. I walked 20 minutes. Okay. And then I laid there for maybe three hours, watched TV, mm-hmm. uh, and then I woke up. I got up about five and I walked another 20 minutes and then mm-hmm. we went out to eat and I was fine. I, um, you know, you got the soreness where the incision is sure. and you got the drainage tube there mm-hmm. that you have to just, you know, let when you, that night, when you sleep the first night, you just yes. have to make sure you don't lay on that tube correct, uh, or lay on the bulb. Mm-hmm. And, um, I got up the next morning, my wife helped me, uh, at least wash my hair, rinse mm-hmm. off. And I walked, um, Another 50 minutes, I met another patient that had had a procedure done the day before, and we all look alike with our white socks on. <laughs> and so I um, I walked. I, we, we just got in a conversation. He was from up north, and we yeah. talked for 50 minutes. And I, he both said, you know, we really walked longer than we were supposed to. And then my, appoint, my post-op appointment was like at 8.30. I went in, uh-huh. and they, um, Dr. Liz looked at me. He told me that he would give me an epidural if I wanted one right. for the ride back home but he had asked me really if I wanted to stay I could stay an extra day but right. um, the insurance had to okay the epidural and I didn't want to wait around mm-hmm. a day or two for that so <laughs> we went home that day and I was my wife drove and we stopped maybe every 30 to 45 minutes mm-hmm. I got out walked around made sure that it was it wasn't stiff mm-hmm. and then we um, before we got on when we got up there where we get on the interstate uh-huh. We have a long, straight stretch home, and right. I got out and walked for 15 or 20 minutes there, mm-hmm. and I, I was already calling people on the way home saying, you can't imagine. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, and, and I know you said her procedure was more invasive, but still the Bonatti spine procedures, which are minimal invasion, targeted precision procedures. So thank you so much for being on the line with us and sharing your experience and recovery. Thank you so much. Thanks, Larry. Yes, ma'am. Take care. Have a good one. (laughs) He he had shared with us um, 
before uh, we were on that he was in a huge uh, fishing, I don't know if you want to call it a tournament, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And he said it was the most amazing thing he had ever experienced. two weeks after surgery, right? He's (laughs) out there on the boat on choppy water (laughs) in a fishing tournament. Exactly. He probably didn't tell us because he'd have been in trouble with Doc for being that active. What are you doing? I told you no fishing tournaments. (laughs) No fishing for two months. (laughs) You know, minimal minimal surgery or not is still surgery. So you always want to take precautions. But glad to see the patient back at the fun activities in life and not living life on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to American Medicine Today. Make sure you stay tuned because coming up after the break, we're going to talk to an RNC spokesperson about Vladimir Putin. This should be a good talk. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. Mm-hmm. I can already see. Net. Doc is all wound up and ready to go. <laughs> Thanks for listening to American Medicine Today. You're listening to American Medicine Today, presented by the Bonatti Spine Institute, featuring internationally acclaimed inventor of the Bonatti Spine Procedures, Alfred Bonatti, MD. Once again, your host, Kimberly Bermel Bonatti and co-host Ethan Euchre and Jeff Wagstaff. Thank you so much for joining us on American Medicine Today. I'm Kimberly Bonatti, joined by Ethan Euchre. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And Jeff Wagstaff. Hello, Kimberly. Hello. And world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Alfred Bonatti. Hi. Hi. Now, the biggest news this past week was, of course, the historic meeting between President Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin. And here to break down the aftermath is Kaylee Mekineni, Republican National Committee spokesperson. Thank you for joining us, Kaylee. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, Kaylee. What Hi, a, Kaylee. What a week. I know. Uh, I don't know if Brittany, when she prepped you, let you know what's going on here, but Doc and Kimberly, specifically yes. Doc and Kimberly, mm-hmm. love President Trump. Not to say that I don't, but they're a little bit more uh, more zealous than I am. What was oh, your reaction? Doc okay, you and just, Kimberly. She, she, he just lost his bonus. <laughs> Damn it. So- I'll, I'll ring that back in. So, Kaylee, what was your reaction uh, to that summit on uh, Monday? of this week? Well, I think, um, you know, the media, first of all, you know, should have taken a deep breath and step back and realize that, um, you know, this president operates very differently than past presidents when it comes to diplomacy. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you look at what he did with North Korea six months ago, they were exchanging a war of words, they being Kim Jong-un and President Trump, um, you know, Little Rocket Man and Fire and Fury. Yes. And who in the media would have guessed that six months down the road today, Mm -hmm. four hostages would have been released, a vow to denuclearize, a returning of the U.S remains the soldiers who fought in the Korean War. Who would have guessed that? No one would have guessed that. Uh, There's always a method to what President Trump does. Absolutely. And the the other thing I wanted to add to your laundry list is no money was exchanged on a tarmac in the middle of the night (laughs) to release anyone. Mm -hmm. Well said. Yes. You you know what I really love? This morning I heard he's inviting Putin to come over to the United States. Yeah. What a slap <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> hey, and Kaylee, just to add on to what Doc was saying, did you see that um, I think it was one of the heads of uh, the intelligence agency, uh, whether it was the CIA or FBI, I don't remember, was being interviewed when that first came out and live on the air, <laughs> the interviewer said, so apparently through Twitter, uh, Trump has invited Putin to the White House. And he goes... <laughs> That's news to me. <laughs> His exact quote was, won't that be special? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Won't that, uh-huh. I think it was Coates or somebody. Yeah, Dan Coates. Uh, yeah. Now, there, there's all this hoopla about uh, Trump misspeaking mm-hmm. during his meeting with Putin. Would or wouldn't? 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I tend to, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt only because he's the one that called out Russia in interference back in the primary. And Obama was the one that laughed it off and said that was so completely ridiculous and so far a stretch from reality. And it turns out Trump was true. I don't think he really misspoke. I really think he is so untrustful of the the FBI, the, the FBI mm-hmm. and the CIA and all these these departments that they are so corrupted at the top that no matter what what he said. If he misspoke, it's fine. If he didn't misspoke, it's also fine, because that that <laughs> those no depart- those <laughs> departments they need to be clean, mm-hmm. and they are still with a lot of garbage all over. These people need to be removed from there. Kaylee, I, I need to ask you: Didn't they put him in a tough position? I mean, really, that question was no win for him either way. Yes, um, you know, no, not a win for him um, either way. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, President Trump, this whole kerfuffle over would versus wouldn't, Mm -hmm. it's really just quite ridiculous because the president has said multiple times that there was meddling in the election. It was Russia. He said it on January 11th, on June 23rd of last year, November 12th. He said Mm -hmm. it again on March 6th of this year. Mm -hmm. Each of those times he said that. But what he wants to be clear about is not a single vote was changed. And and President Obama said that in his press conference, not a single vote was changed. They mm-hmm. did not go into our systems and move votes from uh, from from Hillary Clinton to Donald Trump. That just didn't happen. And right. so he wants to make that distinction. I understand that. Um, meddling mm-hmm. happened. And by the way, Russia's meddled in a whole lot of elections. Peter Strzok, that biased <laughs> FBI agent, even admitted it. So mm-hmm. why do all of a sudden the Democrats care so much now? It's because their candidate lost. Yeah, they're just well, crying. They're having an absolute hissy fit. Go ahead, yeah, Well, uh, Obama meddled in the, on the election in, in Israel. Yes. So why they didn't make a lot of noise about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly right. You, you have to admit, though, it does kind of almost bring us back to the days of, well, it all depends on what the definition of is is. is. Exactly. <laughs> and, With and the just, crooked finger. It, exactly. It's just the left wing now is taking the position the right wing took years ago. What I was mm-hmm. thinking this morning on my way in to, to do the show, I was thinking, you know what? It'd be like if my wife asked me if... Uh, if I still had feelings for an ex-girlfriend and I said, I do still have feelings for her. And she went, what? And lost her mind. And I went, I meant to say, I don't still have feelings for her. <laughs> you got to get her. And then please forgive me from, from that little miss speech. Hey, Kaylee, I do have to ask you a somewhat related question in the show prep here. I didn't realize it tells us that you used to be a CNN political commentator. Um, That's right. Over the last Shame. week or so, Shame. I have enjoyed doing a A-B comparison between Fox and CNN, mm-hmm. watching uh, Como on there, who has just completely lost his mind. What was it like being of right mind and being on CNN? Oh, it was uh, quite quite something to be the only uh, supporter of President Trump on many of those panels. It was eight on one. You know, I include the host um, as part of the eight. Uh, the host definitely have a left wing bent. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, it, it was um, nice to be able to show the CNN viewers a different side of the story than uh, what they're exposed to constantly on a daily basis. They never hear what I consider to be the truth. Um, and and it was nice to be able to share that for a bit, but it, but now I'm happy to be over at the Republican National Committee among friends and allies and yes. uh, over over at Fox where it's one-on-one debates uh, rather than eight-on-one. So quite a nice change. But, but they love that so, bullying tactic. You know, they try the strength in numbers. 
thing and ganging up, but the uh, intolerant, tolerant. Exactly. <laughs> well, don't call one, one of the things that I always did is I watch for you, and I I I admire you how how strong you were fighting with all these individuals that didn't have any common sense. <laughs> Well, thank you. That's so, that's kind. But that's that's what I always say is the left, you know, they tend to expose themselves. Um, I, you know, I tried very hard to remain calm, even if, you know, I was agitated by someone or, or what they had said. I tried mm-hmm. to remain calm. And a lot of times the CNN commentators in response would, would lose their cool, get very angry, mm-hmm. get heated, start to get personal. And at that point, I think you've really exposed yourself yes. uh, when you start resorting to ad hominem attacks rather than fact-based, calm discussions. True. So Absolutely. I, I appreciate what you say because I expose myself all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're trying to keep that on the downward. Good thing we're on but, radio right now. You know, um, what do you think about the left calling for the translator in the meeting to testify? You know, the president, um, under the Constitution, Article 2, has vast foreign affairs powers where mm-hmm. he has the ability to meet with whatever world leader he would like to meet with at any right. time, at any place. So this idea that he should not have privacy in those meetings, which mm-hmm. are used to further the interest of the United States, uh-huh. um, it's setting a horrible precedent. And I would be qu- quite interested to talk mm-hmm. to the interpreter from the Obama era yes. back when they were extending that reset button over to Russia. Yes, you know, and- Paul and Hillary did that. I'd love oh. to speak with mm-hmm. those translators. Oh, Absolutely. And, and, well, we didn't need a translator for the knee squeeze from Obama to one of Putin's assistants. You know, he'll have a little more wiggle room once the elections are over. Mm-hmm. Even, you know? That's right. Mm-hmm. Even Senator Conklin, who is probably the biggest Republican critic of Donald Trump, said that's just ridiculous to even consider. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. No, it, it truly is. Uh, you know, he deserves privacy in those conversations. Yes. If we start broadcasting every meeting with a foreign leader via a translator testifying before Congress, it just mm-hmm. sets a terrible precedent. How do you move, you know, world relations forward with, with our allies um, and with our enemies? Uh, how do you move those conversations forward if you don't have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a modicum of privacy? But once again, this is exactly the lack of common sense that these people has. Just only to try to win, they are going to destroy everything possible that can create security for the country. Mm-hmm. From from the wall to the illegals and to this last point, everything that they do has no common sense. That's right. Um, and, and when you look at the left and, and the way they're going, you know, at first it was resist. Uh, we're going to resist everything that President Trump does and become the party of negativity. Not my president. <laughs> well, then it became socialism, right. uh, yes. and then it became uh, now abolish ICE. I mean, yes. they keep going to the extreme, uh, and it, all of it lacks common sense. Well, there are advocates is- for MS-13. It's the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. They take murderers and and, uh, and rapists, them. and yeah. they defend them more than American citizens. It's truly disgusting. Right, yep. and to criminalize ICE in the process yes. uh, mm-hmm. and not— uh, give you know this entity any respect in what ICE does. You know they've seized uh, 2,437 pounds of fentanyl mm-hmm. um, over last year alone, and that mm-hmm. of course is the main component that is fueling the opioid crisis. It's right. highly addictive and, and sex traffickers. Uh, they capture people who have who have criminal charges against them. Mm-hmm. Several of them murder convictions. You know they're a really important body in this country, and they're continually demonized by the left. And they continue doing some type of a dumb solutions to problems. For example, the new idea of uh, site injections to to give people um, heroin. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are going to create a tremendous amount of 
drugs uh, on the market uh, that they're going to be for free. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody comes over and put in your neighborhood one of these uh, uh, sites where the drug people will come over? The, the society is going to go crazy. Mm. Where I grew up, they called those shooting galleries. Oh, nice. Oof. Hey, Kaylee, we're out of time, and it kind of sucks because I had like 10 million things else that I wanted to ask you about. But maybe <laughs> but we don't keep you all the time. <laughs> maybe we oh, can get you on I'll have you back. I'll you guys anytime. I'm a Tampa native, so I'm happy to. Oh, nice. Perfect. Thank you so right. much. We'll and if you're in town, give us a call because we'll have you on. Yeah. Uh, Kaylee. That sounds great. <laughs> Kaylee right. McEnany, uh, Republican <laughs> National Committee spokesperson. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thanks, Kaylee. Thanks. Have a great day. Take you care, too. you too. Oh, she was fantastic. Like Love that. her. Very good. Absolutely. And very beautiful. <laughs> she is a good-looking woman. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> She's a very intelligent woman. Um, we said that first. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Make sure you stay tuned, because coming up after the break, we're going to talk about Trump's triumphs. You're listening to American Medicine Today, presented by the Bonatti Spine Institute, featuring internationally acclaimed inventor of the Bonatti Spine Procedures, Alfred Bonatti, MD. Once again, your host, Kimberly Bermel Bonatti, and co-host Ethan Euchre and Jeff Wagstaff. Thank you for listening to American Medicine today. We always have such a great time. I'm Kimberly Bonatti, joined by Ethan Euchre. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, Jeff Wagstaff. Hello, everyone. And world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, a man I'm so very proud of, Dr. Alfred Bonatti. Thank you for having me. All Guess right. what time it is, Doc? Trump's triumphs. Your yeah, I love favorite that. favorite segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it's been a rough week, really, as far as the media is concerned. I, I don't think so. I don't think you so. Know, I, well, I no. knew you wouldn't. No, so. only I for those suffering it. from Trump derangement syndrome. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a tough what year or no, two. You, you start to see how many lies they're coming, how many exactly. irresponsible statements. I mean, it's unbelievable. I laugh every time I'm going to hear it. Yeah. Yes. Well, one of the things that is amazing that in this last month we had this pick of the Supreme Court Justice, mm-hmm. uh, Brett Kavanaugh, He's 55 years old. Imagine how long it's going to last on the on the bench there. That means the Democrats must be going absolutely nuts. 30, 40 years probably. <laughs> they they don't know that, what to do is, anymore. They're already nuts. They're he has two beautiful girls and yes. a very good-looking wife, mm-hmm. and he was high-quality student in jail. So I thought you said jail. That's what I thought he said. He did, right? Yale. What did he? Oh, in Yale. Yeah, yeah. Yale University. He's still okay. in jail. He's a lawyer. Needs to be in jail. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. But. So the school at Yale and the mm-hmm. training I'm as a lawyer also at mm-hmm. Yale. Yes. One thing that we need to remember is that is going to extend forever the direction of the conservative ideas. Mm-hmm. And the conservative ideas is the ones that they really make this country big. Mm-hmm. Yes. This country is a conservative country, but is with ideas that they are healthy, that they are reasonable, and that they are productive. They are not this type of stupidity that I see on the left all the time. They want no borders. Yeah, sure, no borders. Yeah, you're telling me you're going to leave the door of your house open. Mm-hmm. Ask the Democrats to leave all the doors oh, of their houses open. Oh, are you kidding me? They, they would have to open their gates, and then they would oh, have yeah. to get by their their security. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, and the other thing mm-hmm. that I see, they have such a common sense, man. I cannot believe this. They, they do just, have common sense? Yeah. I'm, I'm just being sarcastic. Oh, facetious. <laughs> yes, okay. No, I'm yes. sorry. My sarcasm didn't go. <laughs> didn't translate. Well, but Lost the, the, the translation. Didn't translate. That's it. <laughs> Play the cricket. Well, the problem is 
they just elect a socialist, communistic personality. Uh-huh. Who didn't know that, anything about that unemployment. That is 27 years old, totally ignorant, mm-hmm. who doesn't even have oh, the up, right education. Up in New York? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. And now this person is going to be mm-hmm. one of the living? I yeah. love it. I love it. They continue doing so much self-damage that they are not going to be able to come mm-hmm. up for the next 20 elections, man. Mm-hmm. Doc, I read uh, on the internet, uh, I read a, a legal blog that said that um, Justice Kennedy, who was retiring, mm-hmm. reached out to Trump. Now, Justice Kennedy is kind of a swing, middle-of-the-road right. justice. Uh-huh. He knew that Trump would appoint a conservative mm-hmm. um, nominee for the court. Mm-hmm. Right. So Justice Kennedy reached out to Trump, and they kind of made a deal. I will retire as long as you nominate Kavanaugh, because even though Kavanaugh is a conservative, Mm -hmm. he is a Mm well-respected jurist, and they kind of came to a deal for this. But wasn't Trump, if I remember correctly, made, before he was elected, made a list of those he would choose from. So it wasn't like he just took this guy's advice and went, oh, okay, here's a deal with you. The guy was already on his list. He was on the preliminary list. Yes. We need to to Mm -hmm. put the date for confirmation. Because that is another thing that they are trying to yeah. delay, and that thing needs to be pushed. Now, the other <laughs> thing that, look at the joke that we have with the summit uh, with Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. This is an incredible, incredible possibility of us to associate the two powers to discuss things that they are related with possibilities of conflicts, mm-hmm. okay? Possibilities of increased relationship. You is good that you took to, that you speak to your enemy, correct? Very clearly of the things that they are beneficial to your country sure. and the things that are beneficial to their country and compromise, right? Okay, but this type of a left attack that is so infantile is just individuals with a common mm-hmm. sense that doesn't exist and with an IQ so poor mm-hmm. that even the moron will be intelligent for me. Right. Well, see, they wanted him to come out to Putin with a big finger in his face. You, Putin, here's what you did. How do you do that when you're supposed to come to a meeting of the minds and make a path forth? You can have discussions, but it can't be an all-out attack if you expect that person to sit with you yeah, and make any strides to move forth in a productive at- manner. But look at the discussion that he had. That was a head of state with a head of state. Right. Look at the discussion that Hillary Clinton had with the little button there. Yeah, the reset that, button. Oh my God! When I when I saw that one, I almost puke because I'm telling you, how are you going I, to I play in the international arena with that type of a? Mimic. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just it's a gimmick. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I actually felt very ill and sick to my stomach when I realized the money that rolled into her accounts for speeches from her husband once that little uranium deal, that little side door deal she likes to forget about, mm-hmm. you know, the collusion. Um, and people also think that Trump is backing Putin. Well, I don't think so, because he was the one that came out full force and said that Russia All interfered. And Obama actually held a press conference and laughed, laughed it off. It was proven true. So Trump already knew. The one thing, they put him in a difficult uh, situation where they wanted him to side with the U.S. against the people that have fraud. The FBI is wrought with fraud. And you know what? He can't be judge and jury. 
He can't be judge and jury, so stop putting him in that bad situation. And Doc, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I, I, she just took all my, my time. <laughs> That's it. So you're, now you're, I, I can't say anything. <laughs> no, you're all done. <laughs> no, let me, Trump's let me jump one thing. Very quickly, please, Doc, even though well, this is your show. One thing that we need to remember is the, the, the work ethics. Um, he just signed mm-hmm. another executive order that is fantastic. Okay. Once for all, we need to modify everything that's associated with giving away. Stop giving away. Like Medicare or Medicaid. Uh, Medicaid. Well, whatever, yes. whatever is given to the country should be always with a very reasonable behavior. Mm-hmm. You work, you get something. You don't work, you don't get anything. Correct. If that mm-hmm. ethics are ethics of work, let me tell you this. Every one of us work for Very survival hard. in life. Yes. I don't understand how the people can be entitled to don't do anything and receive a money Socialism. from the taxpayers. Socialism. I mean, Other the, people's money is great. Our listeners may agree with you, but half of America's like, they're gasping, mm-hmm. saying, oh, my God, we have to have some well, work uh, do, those, people, those people, they should move to China or they should Venezuela, go to Russia or to or Venezuela England. and receive that type of help. I'm paying a lot of taxes for people who see. at I'll pay for your ticket. From your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> well, we're going to say goodbye. Thank you for watching and listening to American Medicine today. If you're an affiliate, make sure you stay tuned because we have more just for you. We're going to talk about flu detection. Mm. Bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.